0: Uh, are we all ready to do a clap down?
1: Yeah. Uh, hard to clap when one hand is holding a microphone.
0: Uh, but I well guess, you can just snap. I
1: guess we'll learn what the sound of one hand clapping truly is. No, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to Okay.
0: I'm going to make sure I got my snapping
1: hand ready. Okay.
0: Okay. Three,
1: two, one. Whoa, I did not snap. Can we do it again? I'm sorry. I didn't, okay, yeah. I <laughs> need to get back in practice. Jesus so. Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Three, two, one.
1: That made the tiniest hey. little blip. Staffing is not effective. I'm going to put my microphone down and fucking clap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Leave all of this in, Travis. All right, one more time. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one.
2: Hey, welcome to Hey Ass, but
1: allegedly,
2: allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> we're in
0: sync. Um, yeah, maybe I'll, not. Though I'll figure it out in post.
2: Uh, I think we're we're not in sync with the Backstreet Boys, or you yeah. know, there's only three of us. We're Hanson. I
1: like I like to think we're a little 98 degrees.
2: I just would, a little. I would rather be being Blink 182, but that's just me.
1: Um, oh my god, we get it. You weren't hugged enough as a child. And you don't <laughs> like things.
0: I like a lot of You don't of like things.
1: anything that women like because you're sad.
0: It's not true. Um,
1: that's 100% true. The I'm only like, thing you like that overwhelmingly women like is the show Supernatural.
2: That's not true. A lot of ladies like Kirby. A lot of ladies like Pokemon. I've known ladies to like Dark Souls.
1: But those are all stereotypical guy things. You see, you know, you don't like stereotypically feminine stuff. You see what I'm saying? I
2: feel like we're like we're going to watch down into a rabbit hole.
1: A, except for it this show that time. we right. talk about every week against our will.
2: All right, therapist. I mean, Travis. I mean, it
1: started out as a it started out as a choice, technically. There's I nothing miss, wrong with it. I miss
2: recording it's in person where I could throw stuff at you.
0: Um. <laughs> every every day I wake up and have to choose. <laughs> to watch supernatural.
1: You watch supernatural every day, Travis. We record once a week.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I would lose my mind if I had to watch it every day. Um <laughs> Anyway, so, I have I have a theory for you guys.
1: Okay, I have a thing too, but And I feel like your thing is going to overshadow my thing, so I want to do my thing first. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so I have some supernatural news. Are you both sitting down? Because this is going to blow your minds. I'm running down the
2: street as we record this. I'm
0: just running up and down. I am already fearing the worst.
1: You're going to fall unconscious. (laughs) What if I was like, they're bringing back Supernatural for a season 16. What if I said that?
2: Uh, I would have already seen it on Reddit. uh,
1: they're bringing would- back they're <laughs> bringing back the supernatural anime. What if that was it?
0: Well, that's fine. We would just keep doing the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here it is. Here's my news after 2 weeks of polls. Several competitors absolutely nail gripping comments. The best CW show has been voted on and Supernatural won. <clears throat>
0: I tweeted about this.
1: The best one.
0: I yeah. composed a tweet.
1: Eat your heart out Riverdale.
0: Suck I a said, dick, Smallville. Really not a hard achievement considering every other CW show. Yeah. Hey
1: now. <laughs> That's not fair.
0: It's not fair,
2: but it's not true either. Or not not true, sorry.
1: Eh. I mean yeah. okay let's look at the let's look the let's look at the uh, breakdown okay G-
0: given I I want to say given the sheer force of supernatural fans I feel like this was probably not a fair vote but if you've got numbers in front of you I do want to hear them
1: Okay I don't have numbers in front of me but I do have like the brackets and I'm going to say I feel like supernatural was given some Assistance, because they had it against a pretty weak show in the beginning. Actually, a lot yeah. of these I just feel like were not paired well, and also people voted on the wrong thing. Drop so the, first of all, Crazy Ex... Wind- oh, drop the link? Drop, yeah. Yeah, hold on. First of all, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is definitely better than fucking The 100, and I've never seen The 100, but I would, I would bet my farm on that.
0: I've seen at least half of a season of The 100, And I can tell you... And so I've seen half a season of The 100. And I've only seen maybe two episodes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And I can tell you that Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is better.
1: Yes. Correct. Thank you. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is absolutely... It's actually a really good show. And everybody should watch it. Because it's really funny. And it's a musical. And it's really good. Okay. And then... Um, also Supernatural went up against, like, Batwoman first, and I haven't seen Batwoman, but it's been on the show, it's been on the CW way less, and also came very late in, like, the CW DC shows, and I feel like there's some DC show fatigue.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then after it beat out Batwoman, it went up against uh, Nikita, which is a show I've never even heard of.
2: Nikita beat Riverdale?
1: Nikita beat Riverdale. Five. Which is kind of shocking. Yeah. Because I've at least heard of Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> um and then and then Supernatural beat level Legends of Tomorrow. And I mean, I can definitely believe that there are more Supernatural fans than there are Legends of Tomorrow fans, but I really like Legends of Tomorrow. Like that first season of Legends of Tomorrow is unbearable, but the rest of the show is really good. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, um, here's, I think here's the pattern. Smallville and Supernatural are both syndicated. Yeah. Like, Smallville got syndicated to ABC, and Supernatural is syndicated to TBS. Mm. So, they automatically have the bigger audiences to vote.
2: Yeah.
1: What do you think about, um... Oh, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on any of these other shows.
0: I, th- I will say um, Supernatural being up against the Arrowverse shows mm-hmm. I, those definitely seem more contentious. Yeah. Wait, oh, okay, hang on. Wait just a second here. This bracket... Says that the Vampire Diaries got six. Wait, I don't understand. I don't understand the numbers. Fifty-three to four, forty-seven. Like percentage to of the
1: vote? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't get how did they did this either.
0: Because according to the numbers, Vampire Diaries should have won this bracket
1: against Smallville. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get what's happening either. Do not understand
0: Cause like based on Based on again based on the numbers Like iZombie Just barely lost to Flash And Vampire Diaries also just Barely lost to Flash
1: iZombie is another really good show And people should watch it Yeah Um Um I will say the rest of these shows, I feel like the shows that are not normal CW fare are like Supernatural and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and iZombie and Reaper. And literally everything else is exactly what you expect to see on the CW. Yeah. And they're all the same show. And that's pretty much it.
0: There's no numbers on the Walker versus Flash, but you know the flash beat the shit out of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so I mean also Walker like the flash has been around for way longer. Um and while like the Walker is also a character you know from an older television show like from outside just the CW show, uh the flash is the fucking flash. Like Barry Allen is just way more likable than Chuck Norris in literally anything. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so what I want to know from you guys and also for myself is, uh, according to this, according to your heart, what's the best super what's the best CW show of all time?
0: Oh wait, there is there is a key. Parentheses indicates margin of victory in previous round. Oh, okay. So that, that makes means sense. okay, yeah. So the Flash did kick the shit out of Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. Um but what is the best CW show? Gossip yeah. Girl. Uh oh, the best CW girl. show is when you turn off the CW and Shut watch anything t- else.
1: Feet, do an actual <laughs> pick an actual show Reaper. according to these brackets. You piece okay. of garbage.
0: CW shows I have seen. Supernatural. Okay. Yes. Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. Um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yes. The 100.
1: All of these are bits and pieces. You've also seen one episode of Walker.
0: I've seen one episode. Okay. So we're still on one hand here. Yep. Um,
1: I've seen way more than you have then.
0: So if I had to choose between the five CW shows that I've had the most exposure to, Mm -hmm. I would still have to choose plucking my own eyes out. Travis. And feeding them to eagles.
1: Oh, my God. I I will choose for you. And you'll live down in infamy as having the worst option on that list. And I'm going to go... With Walker, you think Walker's the best CW show of all time?
0: Ah, oh, damn it.
1: Yeah, fuck you.
0: I only watch Walker for Jared. A cab, but Jared's nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Ben, what about you?
0: Oh, other than supernatural
2: shows, I've had the CW show I've had the most exp- uh, exposure to? Yeah. Uh, that is tough.
1: Oh, Jane the Virgin's a CW show. I didn't know that.
2: I've watched one episode of Jane the Virgin. Uh, probably Smallville in a way. And I didn't guess. like it because it
1: was too feminine. I get that. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking uh, Colin <laughs> L is one of the most uh femme presenting characters ever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh nope. I think I might have seen more Eye Zombie than I've seen of Smallville. Because I think I watched, like, a chunk of episodes with my sister. Nice. Yeah. I used Weeper pa- is
1: actually a really good show. It's one of those shows that's very sadly um, got canceled pretty early on. Yeah. But it's pretty good. Um, Ray Wise plays the devil in that show.
0: That's cool. Nice. He sure seems to do a lot of that, huh?
1: He sure do.
0: He either plays
2: the devil or he plays... Uh,
1: the devil but a metaphor yeah <laughs> <clears throat> is that all you've seen is uh i zombie and supernatural and smallville
2: yeah uh i was gonna watch riverdale but not enough people people voted for it a ways back
1: <laughs> i mean that's nice. fair yeah oh yeah that was when you were having your contest to see whether or not you should watch uh Beastars stars or riverdale
2: yeah i still haven't finished B stars though because they've got a new season um uh, mm. I've been meaning to watch uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend it seems okay. Uh Reaper always it, it somebody always brings up Reaper around me. I don't remember if it's because like Kevin Smith was involved or if somebody else was.
1: If I had to compare Reaper to another property, I would honestly go um uh Dogma So I don't know if Kevin Smith worked on it, but it does remind me of that.
0: Okay. I don't know anything about the show Reaper, but from this logo in this bracket, it looks like it's in the Bratz font.
1: Oh my God, you're right. (laughs) Reaper is a television show about how um, basically like... This, you know, 20-ish slacker finds out that his parents sold his soul to the devil to, um like, get rich. And so the devil is like, hey, I'm coming to collect, and what I need you to do is hunt down souls who have escaped hell. And so, like, it's about this slacker who basically has to start working for hell because his parents sold his soul, and it's pretty funny.
0: Hmm. It sounds like a it hell of a like show. Soul Eater.
1: Hmm? it's like soul eater yeah it's like soul eater threat of death that Mm. might happen in soul eater i don't remember anyways (laughs) which one's the best one out of those shows to you ben
2: Mm. oh like if i had to pick a show off of this list that i had not seen before or just one uh, show that I would want to watch again?
1: Or start I was watching. thinking, of the ones you've seen, which one would you say is the best CW show ever? Even if you've only seen part of it.
2: Honestly, off of this list? Yeah. Supernatural.
1: That's fair.
2: For real. Like, I don't know, man. Like, sure, it's got 15 whole-ass seasons, but there's so many good episodes. And, like... I kind of want to watch Riverdale, but it seems like cringy as hell. Uh, but that's fine. Fuck it. Uh, you know, you know I've, what? You know what's a sleeper pick? Everybody hates Chris.
1: Everybody hates Chris. is on this list, and I didn't realize it was a CW show either. Yeah,
0: yeah I did not know that. I also haven't seen Everybody Hates Chris, so you've
2: seen never, parts of it. It's got good episodes. I remember it being pretty dope.
1: Um, of the CW shows, these are the ones that I've seen either at least like a chunk, you know, um, or at least one episode, obviously Mm -hmm. Supernatural. I've seen Legends of Tomorrow. I've seen an episode of Riverdale. I've seen an episode of Jane the Virgin. I've seen an episode of Arrow. I've seen uh, a lot of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, um, Heart of Dixie, uh, The Vampire Diaries, Um, i Zombie, The Flash, Walker, Smallville, Reaper, mm. Supergirl, Nancy Drew, The Originals, and that's it.
2: If you were going to start another podcast based <clears throat> off of one of these shows, what episode, what show would you pick?
1: What show would I pick?
2: Yeah, Travis, same question. So get your answer ready. Mm.
0: If. I'm sorry, repeat the question?
2: If you had to start another podcast, like Gun to Your Head, we had to do another podcast, us three, but you get to pick the show from this list.
0: Oh, it has to be from this list? It has to be from yes. this list.
1: Oh. I would honestly probably do, oh God, either Riverdale and Nancy Drew, which I've never seen Nancy Drew, but I was mm-hmm. obsessed with the books when I was a kid. And I've heard that the Nancy Drew television show is given the Riverdale treatment. Um, And I never really, like, I was never against Archie, the Archie comics. I just never really got into them or read them. So, you know, the Riverdale treatment doesn't, like, affect me at all. And again, it is an insanely popular show. Like, I remember when its first season was out and everyone was like, Ari, you have to watch Riverdale. It's amazing. And I was like... No, I don't want to Um, And that holds true to this day That's fair But yeah, probably Riverdale and Nancy Drew Or, and this would be a huge undertaking But the Arrowverse shows
0: All of Arrowverse?
1: All of the Arrowverse shows See,
0: my pick was going to be solely Legends of Tomorrow Oh, Legends
1: of Tomorrow is so good It's such a good show Other than that first season which is bad
0: Yeah
2: Is that your answer Travis Legends of Tomorrow
0: Yeah that's my answer
2: Come on boys
1: we'll be doing a podcast for the rest of our lives Yeah Yeah, We do all of Arrowverse Good
2: lord You know I would God I would hate that I do not not find Arrow Intriguing (laughs) At all uh, do y'all want to know my answer for this? Yeah. Probably. I zombie or Reaper.
0: Nice. Maybe nice. Riverdale.
2: Short ones. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, prob- I'll make it easy. Probably fucking Riverdale. Just so I, ca- I have to talk about that one scene. You see this hat?
1: <laughs> You're weird then. You're a weirdo. Oh, you see hell. that flannel? You think normal people wear flannel? I don't know the monologue.
2: I, I'm not wearing flannel. I'm wearing a uh, Hieronymous Boss shirt <laughs> because I'm a weirdo. You see that?
1: You see that the Garden of Earthly Delight shirt? You're a weirdo. It's oh really, my God. It's
2: really comfy,
0: though.
1: Mm, I believe it. Oh, man. Yeah. Has this, have we made plans for the future? Absolutely not.
0: God, yeah, no. God, I hope not.
1: Definitely not.
0: I am not signing on for, hey, unless the CW wants to pay us to do this.
1: Hey, baby, this is, the CW absolutely does not, hey, would you guys shit talk our shows?
0: weirder things have happened Do you guys
1: want to make a ton of inappropriate jokes that shit talk our shows and we'll pay you for it
0: yeah hey you know how we (laughs) we watched every episode of your most popular show and hated every minute of it let's do it again but pay us this time
1: you haven't hated every minute of supernatural no not every minute just a lot of minutes some would say most at this point that would some unsee. might say most
2: if the CW. If I had to
0: go through I this this is a, a project with quite an undertaking but to go through and find all of the episodes of Supernatural that I did not like and count up all of the minutes to see how much of my life I wasted hating Supernatural
1: hey time spent <laughs> with friends is never wasted Travis
0: that's true
1: okay yeah yeah. you know I think now that we've talked about uh, the best CW show ever there's one more thing I wish to discuss before we move on to today's supernatural episode Uh, and that is the news that came out of Nintendo today speaking of homophobic chickens Chris Pratt is in the news. Do <laughs> oh. you want to spill them beans, Travis?
0: Oh, they said that. Well, first of all, they're making a movie with Illumination Studios. So
2: for uh, the for the un unilu- uh, the unilluminated, what has
0: Illumination Studios made?
1: Oh my! Despicable
0: only Me. Only the oh. best
1: movies of all time.
0: They they're responsible for Minion culture. Oh. <laughs> Now I'm sad. Um, I didn't know why it was supposed to be sad, but now I am sad. Also, also so, all
1: of the Dr. Seuss uh, animated movies. Oh, yeah. And all those. Sing, which is the most worthless fucking movie of all time. Um, And The Secret Life of Pets.
0: Also bad.
1: And How the Grinch Stole Christmas, but, you know, the one without Jim Carrey.
0: Oh. Uh, but so they announced the cast and fucking Chris Pratt is Mario which is just nothing about that feels correct like even feelings about Chris Pratt notwithstanding being a homophobic chicken that's just done that's just not a good not a fit to me like that those things are happening in my brain but they're not like the concept of Chris Pratt and Mario do not exist in the same brain
1: space who would you cast as mario
0: um fucking charles martinet who is mario oh okay yeah he's still alive i didn't realize
1: they always had, they already had a guy <laughs> yeah
0: yeah they've had a guy since fucking 1996 yeah since 64 uh, right yeah yeah uh yeah mario's voice debuted in mario 64 With Charles Martinet, and he has been the voice of Mario in every single game ever since then. And um, they said that he's going to have cameos in it, but it's real fucking shafty, I feel like. Like, you know.
2: It's shitty, yeah.
0: You know how they say you're a professional at something after you've done it for Mm 10,000 hours? Well, Martinet has definitely put in his 10,000 hours of being Mario. So unless they're gonna pull some fucking switcheroo and be like, ah, oh, it's actually Charles the whole time and not fucking Chris, fuck Chris, let's bully Nintendo,
2: yeah. out of yes. <laughs> I was just about to do oh, that. Out of Sonic, fuck yes.
1: Yeah, this is no, 100% that percent illumination, like one hundred
0: percent. Oh yeah, totally. It, let's bully them it, it, out of it, into changing their cast. It
1: follows the trend of casting like big name actors to do voice acting roles
0: <clears throat> which has been a scourge upon animated movies for the last god 10 years now.
1: Yeah. This is always like my classic example, but um one voice like celebrity voice acting choice that I just do not like and it's not even the worst one. It really isn't. But I hate Christian Bale in the English version of How, How's Moving Castle, he plays Hal. That Howl- was... Ooh,
0: I actually like him in that, though.
1: Really? I yeah. don't think he has enough... Joie de vivre. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he just kind of plays How, like he's a little tired. And I'm like, hey, man, I would have liked to see... I don't I don't have an actor in mind, but I would have liked to see somebody. I do think his Hal's voice should be very, like, smooth and silky, but I Mm. would have liked to see somebody who, like, kind of plays up the Agent Peacock side of Hal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of like a. Oh, God. What am I thinking of? I just don't know.
0: Sort of like, like honestly, I, I like a, under- a
1: Crowley Mark Shepard type, except without the yeah. British accent.
0: I understand the like <clears throat> vibe you're going for, yeah. but yeah, I also don't know who who it would be.
1: But yeah, that's my that's my example.
0: Um, and that was really before the trend of having like all-star.
1: It was just before, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, what really kicked it off? Like, Shrek?
1: Um, Aladdin, actually.
0: Because of Robin Williams. Yeah. Yeah, you can kind of point to that as being the first one, huh?
1: Yep. I think that was it. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's not to say that celebrities can't be good voice actors, but do we really think, like, Chris Pratt's gonna fucking kill Mario? Are we really excited about Anya Taylor Joy's Peach? Do we think Charlie Day is going to embody Luigi? What? Maybe that last one. Maybe. Yeah.
0: maybe. Maybe that last one. Maybe. Uh, maybe Jack Black is Bowser, but
1: okay. I don't you know, know who would have been? Is Jack back? Is Jack Black playing B- Bowser? Because the movie Jack is Black saved. Jack Black is
0: playing Bowser. Oh, the
1: movie's saved. I'm going to watch it now. Yeah. Never mind. Um, it's going to be great. I'm so okay, excited.
0: Okay, all right. So I, So you learned that nugget of information. Here's this nugget of information. Seth Rogen is going to be Donkey Kong. How do you feel about that one? He should have been toad. He should have been fucking toad.
1: It could have been worse. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't hate Keegan. Keegan-Michael Key is toad. I can yeah, kind of yeah, see I can kind of see it too. It works.
1: This movie is going to be so fucking awful. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's going to be horrible. Yeah, yeah. First of all, but it's gonna, but it's gonna make millions. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. all the
1: Illumination films do stupid good, like stupid good.
0: You know who would have been, a, and
1: now it's got nostalgia writing on it. Like it's going to be fine.
2: You know yeah. who would have been a better Donkey Kong? <laughs> Brendan Fraser.
1: They are going to. Okay, yes, you're right. You're fucking right.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I had to think about it for a second, but absolutely, mm. yes.
1: They're going to reskin the minions into, like, Koopa Troopas, and we're going to have to live with that for the rest of our lives.
0: Like, this is the movie I'm walking I out. I swear to God, if I see any fucking <laughs> Minion Mario cross-promotion oh, there's, shit. Oh,
1: first of all, there's already porn, so just... <sighs> well, I, just
0: to porn notwithstanding, with I'm talking about official branded content
2: oh, here's what's gonna happen travis they're gonna add minions into the mario versus
0: raving rabbits games oh no. that's what's gonna happen instead of being mario's raving rabbits it's gonna be like mario's manic minions oh, or some. oh shit no it's like gonna that. be
2: just featuring or like some sort of dlc or some shit with minions that's what I'm betting I'm
0: just I'm just
1: imagining Chris Pratt's voice like doing a Mario impression and it's it's not going well
2: it's a me homophobic
0: yeah I will say big props to everyone on Twitter uh, producing these amazing Chris Pratt as Mario memes those have been lighting up my night
1: (laughs) I will go ahead and say, for the sake of being, like, not suable, I do not know how Chris Pratt feels about queer people. I do know that Chris Pratt is part of a homophobic church. Yeah. Yeah. With a lot of controversies. So, take from that what you will.
2: I don't give a shit that, like, he hunts his own meat, but condoning is a weird thing especially when it comes to churches because there's a lot of churches that are like very open and they love literally everybody and then there's churches yeah. who believe in conversion therapy like this person's yeah it's hard to it's hard to separate the art and artist or like the uh, the christian and the church when it comes to something like this
1: There's there's a really good example of like guilt by association from a Sean video. And I think the Sean video is talking about like Stephen Crowder and like white supremacy and racism. Um, If you just put in like Sean Stephen Crowder, it'll probably come up. But in the example he gives, he's like, this is how guilt by association works. If I am friends with somebody who I later find out is a member of a cat kicking group I'm not guilty of cat kicking also just because I know them but if where we met was at the cat kicking group that I'm also a member of (laughs) you know what I mean like (laughs) (laughs) Like, it is what it is. Yeah. Speaking of cats, I think it's time to talk about this week's episode. Yeah. Travis, this <laughs> week's episode is unfortunately called Dog Dean Afternoon.
2: <laughs> What's it about? <laughs> oh, fuck.
0: dog dean afternoon well what's going to happen is sam and dean are going to get shrunk down by some magical thing and they're going to get swallowed up by a big old dog and then they're going to have to magic their school bus magic school bus their way out of the dog oh fuck <laughs>
1: G. Willickers. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's <Yay>. watch it.
2: <laughs>
0: and we are back. Okay. Y'all, um so I actually kind of liked this episode it's fun right this I will dare to say this is the first good episode of season 9 hell yeah there's
2: parts of it that I'm not crazy about but yeah
0: yeah there's there I've got little nitpicky things about it um, but for the most part for me this was a very fun like season three style episode
2: oh yeah very much so a fun little romp back like supernatural going back to what makes supernatural fun which is the goofy fun times
0: yeah yeah i um yeah i had a lot of fun with like the visual gags and just um yeah i as much as i feared (laughs) another dog themed episode I think I was very relieved that it turned out to be at least a little bit okay.
1: So, I am going to say this. Someone, I don't know who it is. (laughs) I don't know who has blackmailed three separate writers into writing about fucking dogs on this show. But someone (laughs) in the Supernatural writers room wants to fuck a dog. Okay? I'm sorry.
0: God.
1: There's just no getting around it. It is it is absolutely a fucking thing. Someone wants to fuck a dog.
0: I was like... I had to think. Mm. I was like, is there... Is there implied dog fucking in this episode? And then I yes. realized there, there's this scene with uh, Dean looking at the poodle. Yeah, like he wants to and fuck, I was just fuck like, the
1: poodle. Oh, God. Complete with porn music. Someone... In the supernatural writers' room, wants to fuck a dog, and I bet it's Robbie Thompson. Do you think I bet it's
0: Robbie Thompson? Yeah, I think
1: you just don't like Robbie Thompson.
0: Perhaps, perhaps they're just really you just don't big like Robbie Thompson. I don't think that <laughs> Robbie Thompson just wants to fuck dogs. Perhaps and pays other writers to write about it.
2: Robbie Thompson is just a really big Blink One Eighty Two fan because they've got that deep cut called "I Want to Fuck a Dog in the Ass."
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um,
1: you know who else wants to fuck a dog in the ass? As somebody on the in the writers' room of Supernatural. <laughs> Once was a coincidence, but fucking twice. This is. I'm. I'm sorry. There's just no. Someone has a serious dog fetish, and honestly, they need to figure that shit out and stop subjecting it to on us. But otherwise I do agree. I did kind of like this episode and I was a little surprised.
0: Yeah. Um I was very I was like pleasantly surprised. Yeah. that I I found myself like a quarter of the way into the episode really having a good time. Mhm.
1: I will go ahead uh, and say this episode is stupid and oh, yeah. not perfect. Um
0: uh, but this yeah. this episode being stupid is...
1: Part of the charm.
0: Part of the charm, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Because it is one of those things where it's like, the premise is already so ridiculous, so you just have to lean into it. Oh, yeah. Like, if they had tried to play this super straight... It, hey, if they had tried to play this as straight as they played The Wizard of Oz is real... It would have been a terrible episode. Oh, yeah.
1: So. Um,
0: Does Roald Dahl have any books about dogs? Oh, my
1: God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <Maybe>. yes. <laughs> I'm sure he has a book with, like, some dogs in it. But I don't know if there's any that, like, stars a dog specifically. He
2: has a short story called Beware of
0: the Dog. Nice. Perfect.
1: Roald Dahl is one of those, like, children's writers whose books are absolutely fucking terrifying. Without, you know, meaning to be. Like, they all technically have happy endings. But they're also awful (laughs) sometimes. Oh, yeah,
0: for sure.
1: Like... Have you? Did you? I don't know. I've never seen the movie *The Witches*, but have you seen? Have you read the book *The Witches*? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely horrifying. So that book ends with a child being permanently turned into a mouse. Yep. And just accepting the fact that he has three years left to live and being fine with it. <laughs> oh,
2: God. Well, you know the uh, the original movie ends the same way. Really. Yeah.
1: I wonder if the new the new movie ends that way.
2: I it I, I haven't seen it, but oh. I kind of hope it does. Because like as fucked up as the ending is, it's still kind of a good ending. It's an interesting one.
1: Um. Also, uh, Dahl wrote "Chitty Chitty Bang Bang," which of course has That's the right. child snatcher. Yeah. And the original nineteen seventies Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie script based off his book.
0: Which yeah, where multiple ride. children die.
1: Yes. Actually, in the book, they do survive. You see them at the end.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. They
1: are all horribly mangled, but they do live. But
0: that doesn't change the fact that Willy Wonka left the burden of running a corporation onto a child. Oh, yeah,
1: a a corporation that he runs with slavery. Like, come on, doll. (laughs) I mean, I get that they get paid in chocolate, which is what they want, but still, it's a little fucked up.
0: I didn't mean to take us on another world doll tangent. Uh,
1: no, we're continuing it. Danny, champion of the world, ends with the character learning the value of of uh, stealing, <laughs> of poaching animals with his dad.
0: Oh, oh no! Yeah.
1: Um, the Twits is about a married couple that's just fucking awful to each other. The BFG has a line at the end about how sometimes people, drunk people. Go to the enclosement where the evil giants are, and they just get eaten. They fall in and they die.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of child death in BFG. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's
1: oops, all child death in BFG. (laughs) As as is the witches. The witches has a shit ton of child death. Uh. Ooh. I think the most horrifying child death in the witches. There's two actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this tangent a little further to share. The two most horrifying children's deaths in The Witches. So the first one is only implied. But basically, the main character, and I can't remember his name, but he gets turned into a mouse, right? We already discussed this. That's Mm -hmm. obviously horrifying. But so does another boy at the hotel who uh, is, like, just this, like, chubby little kid with parents who don't really give a shit about him. And the book ends with him being taken by his parents and his parents of course being shocked that he's been turned into a mouse and it is implied by the main characters the grandmother and the boy that his parents will kill him as opposed to raising him as a mouse
2: Oh yeah, I remember that.
1: And then the first most horrifying child death in that movie or in that book is I think there's um a like painting that the witches trap a child in and then she just like ages in the painting and dies and her entire family has to watch unable to get her
2: oh yeah fuck like, wow like
1: she ages over several years but still mm-hmm. roll doll man did not fuck around
2: he apparently had like a really fucked up uh upbringing but i don't remember how so
1: oh i don't know how his up i don't know much about his like life outside of his books but he definitely had an older woman who like abused the shit out of him because there are so many evil women in um his books just like yeah. older evil women who want to f- kill kids like miss trunchbull mm. and the witches mm. obviously mm-hmm. yeah i think those are the two main ones God, it's just yeah, roll, dull, man. Who hurt you? You know what I mean? Like, fucking hell. That being said, I loved those books as a kid. Could not oh, yeah. get enough. of them.
0: Fantastic. Oh, so oh, good, yeah.
1: so well written. I think. I think kids. I don't know. I always really liked kind of scary stuff as a kid. Like not super scary, but like like I loved Coraline. That book is terrifying. Yeah, hey, we
2: were talking about that at work today. Uh, we, we were talking about watching that because. I've never seen it.
1: The movie is really good. The book is also really good. And also mm-hmm. very scary. The movie kind of softens things a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm. That's how they go.
1: Yeah. Alright. Um, anyways, need- back to the episode, I guess. <laughs> do we need
2: <laughs> to add Roll Doll to the Habcast bingo card?
1: Maybe, yeah, we only maybe talked we about, about him two episodes in a row. I think I think we're still safe.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. If we if, if it if it gets to like every episode in season nine or the rest of the episodes of season nine and some of season ten, then we'll then we'll talk about it.
2: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: So does someone want to do a quick like summary of this episode before we get further into it?
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, we open the we have a cold open of a dude in his taxidermy shop, Mm. and he's like just having a good time doing his thing, no big deal. And then he um, gets attacked by a cowboy hat guy, and (laughs) and he literally gets broken in half. And that's pretty dope. Um, And so the uh, Sam and Dean get wind of it because they were. Needing something to do, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Sam and Dean go check it out. And they basically, they go through a lot of the, like, what are some typical things. Uh, They check for witchcraft or, like, they see something that they think might be a a pagan symbol. But then that actually just turns out to be... Uh, A a couple of weird animal rights activists in the local area, and um, and then there's more attacks. There's another attack at a uh, what is it? Like a dog? Like an animal? Not not a shelter, but like the animal control office. Yeah, the pound. I guess. um, Yeah. Yeah and then we also see our cowboy hat man swallowing cats
2: he eats that pussy from the back
0: yeah he uh he puts he takes all the cats and puts them in a bag and then he swallows one of them and then he kills again uh that is when sam and dean uh on the scene of the crime the next day say hey this dog <laughs> is the only one who has seen... Oh, because the taxidermy guy had a dog. And then the dog wound up at the pound because the dude was dead. And so the dog has been the only witness to both of these murders. And so they call Kevin, which was fantastic. Uh, they call Kevin, and Kevin gives him a potion to help him commune with animals. Dean does a commune with animals spell. And is able to talk to the dog. And him and the dog... Start to like, you know, converse. Meanwhile, <laughs> while Dean can talk to dogs, he is also uh exhibiting dog-like behaviors such as playing fetch and yelling at mailmen and um uh I guess peeing on things. I don't know. Uh what else? So the dog tells them about cowboy hat guy and then i how do they get from point a to point b from talking to the dog to figuring out that it's this dude that works in a kitchen they they oh, oh they talk to the dog at the they talk to more dogs at the pound yeah is that little one that wanted a Sam to rub its belly that's right yeah so uh another dog extorts dean into getting belly rubs from sam this dog's want to do <laughs> and uh oh that's what it is the the bag he was shoving all the cats into had a kitchen uh had a restaurant logo on it so they go to the restaurant and they find out that this dude this head chef guy uh in a way to combat cancer <laughs> has uh done some shaman magic to eat animal parts to gain the powers of those animals and I guess he is only killing people as he deems necessary like if he's seen or, or something I don't quite understand uh, but then they have a little showdown and Dean leads the bad guy to be eaten alive by dogs and then uh, Sam and Dean get the dog adopted, and everything rolls up real nice. And no one, no one, everyone has a good time. And no one ever wants to fuck a dog uh, the whole time.
1: Nope, don't lie. <laughs> there are several moments.
0: Okay, where well, dogs want to fuck
1: each other. Dean wants maybe, to fuck a dog. Maybe a Dean dog wants, wants to, to fuck, fuck Dean wants to fuck a
0: dog that he sees a, on the way to the pound.
1: Oh, oh! There's also the scene where a dog wants to fuck Sam.
0: Yeah, I, I sort of <clears throat> mentioned that. That was the the dog that that wanted belly rubs he was like i'll give you information if you give me belly rubs okay
1: first of all that dog was voiced by leslie jordan and also had a southern (laughs) accent and also sounded exactly like leslie jordan second of all that was the worst leslie jordan impression i have ever heard in my life (laughs) hey gabagool i'll give you i'll give you all the information if you give me a belly is that what leslie jordan sounds like to you travis
0: I don't. Homophobic. Remember, that is
1: homophobic. And, oh, Jesus
0: <laughs> for real. Anytime a dog was speaking, I was sort of blacking out.
1: I mean, that's fair.
0: Travis, do you have a because in a new also like they had this dog named the Colonel, which was a German Shepherd. That's the dog that they were talking to, that Dean was talking to, mm-hmm. and he just had this awful like Columbo voice, and I was not into it. Yeah, it was voiced by Al Rodrigo um, yeah, yeah. I the, the like. I don't. I don't know what I was expecting, but I didn't like what I got.
1: That's fair. I I don't think I liked the colonel's voice because the entire time I was like, "This is supposed to sound like somebody," and I don't know who. And also, I'm going to say something a little controversial. I personally think that the colonel should have sounded like Jessica Fletcher from Murder She Wrote.
0: That would have been been great.
1: I I I think they should have just sprung for uh, fucking Angela Lansbury, Mrs. Potts. You know.
2: (laughs) Yeah. When we remake Supernatural in a thousand to a billion years, we'll we'll re we'll reanimate the corpse of Jessica Fletcher, and we'll redo this episode shot for shot. The only thing we change is the voice of the colonel.
1: I do want to cut the scene where dean clearly wants to fuck a dog
2: no it's oh, gonna stay in we yeah. have to respect <laughs> for the integrity the- of the art <laughs> the integrity of the
1: art guys it's a metaphor okay he doesn't want to literally oh, fuck a dog he wants to fuck society and the dog's a metaphor for society it's exactly. deep man
0: <laughs> so um writer uh one of the writers of this episode eric uh eric carmelo and jpad himself were live tweeting while this episode was airing Mm -hmm. and jared said gotta admit something I don't like any of the animals voices reading the script. I imagined better. I'm disappointed. Ah! I gotta say, Jared, me too. Oh my God. Jared, you said what is... we were all thinking. No,
1: J-Pet, that's so homophobic of you. Leslie Jordan voices one of the dogs. So homophobic.
0: Okay. But mean. Colonel's voice though.
1: I mean, okay, that's fair. So I want to really talk about real quick the, About the villain of the episode Chef Leo uh, yeah. He kind of comes in very late To You know be the bad guy um, mm-hmm. But I liked him at, at first I was like oh no I want to hear more about this dude Because he sounds fascinating And he, he talked more and that was exciting um, And also He looked very familiar to me I've seen him before Both in Psych and in leverage where yeah. he, pays, he plays another bad guy chef.
0: Oh really? So he's, yeah. he's typecast now. <laughs> he really
1: is. He really is. Also another example of like highly specific casting. Um he also did the voice of Alistair in Dragon Age or- Origins. Mhm. So does, does Alistair cook anything? Alistair? I don't know. Uh, And he also did the voice of Harry Flynn in Uncharted 3. Neat. He plays Alistair pretty much.
0: In all of the Dragon Ages. In
1: all of the Dragon Ages where Alistair shows up. Yeah. If this guy's in anything else where there's cooking and you guys guys see it, please tweet at us, at ActuallyTall, to let us know. (laughs) (laughs) So... But yeah, I like him. He's, he kind of, I think he does get a little typecast as like the evil Brit stereotype. But also, I am just fascinated by this character. First of all, we have a British person who showed up in Bumpfuck, Oklahoma. How did that happen? And then he finds out he's gotten cancer. And his first reaction is to go to learn like shamanism and eat animal parts.
0: Well, you know, when uh, when Western medicine has failed you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. but
1: still, I mean, just like, <laughs> what is this dude's backstory? I would watch a television show that yeah. was just him, like, becoming well, his, an evil mastermind.
0: His backstory definitely doesn't include moving to the United States because of healthcare.
1: Oh my god, yeah, for real. <laughs> I was just like... How did he end up in nowhere Oak like they're in the town of Enid, Oklahoma, I think is the name of the is the name of the town?
0: yeah, and he's running what is implied to be like a fine dining establishment, like, yeah,
1: like a fucking French like does private parties I don't know how much small town America you've been to, Eric Carmelo and Nicole Snyder, the other writer in this episode. Uh, but there's not a whole lot of like fancy fine dining. There I'm just saying there's a lot more of um you know people who eat at Biggerson's in fucking <laughs> small town Oklahoma than there are people who eat at like the fucking like fancy fresh restaurants. I don't know. There's also yeah, a vegan well, cafe and bakery in this town. Like right, this small and... town has a lot of food variety
0: and what we learn from the like townsfolk while Sam and Dean go around interviewing people about the murders is that this is like a big hunting town like a lot of people spend time hunting and getting their animals processed and like yeah. like eating their own deer meat and stuff so <laughs> maybe that's what chef uh maybe that's what what um chef animal parts does on the side is maybe he processes deer
1: also, all of the um, animal parts that you eat give you basically like D and D buffs and debuffs. Yeah, like owls make you intelligent for literally no reason. I don't. Owls have a stereotype of being very intelligent, and they might be very intelligent animals, but like, not. Oh, okay, well then in that case, never fucking mind. They're they're just they're like, like owls give you intelligence for literally no reason.
0: I, I'm pretty sure crows are smarter than owls. I was g gu- I was gonna say that like owls have general bird intelligence, but that yeah. varies wildly. Again, yeah.
1: according to like my druid D and D five E app that has all of my animal stats that I can turn into, owls have like, you know, a plus one in intelligence, which is not terrible, but not great either. Yeah. Now I don't I don't know if that's true. I haven't checked. But uh the point is is that like Yeah, it's all very silly. Also the whole Like, how they got to, how do we figure out the murderer? Oh, we'll we'll just make a concoction so that Dean can talk to fucking animals is kind of insane. Because in any normal episode, they would just be like, we have to do research and get to the ground running and figure out what supernatural craziness is going on. But because they want to do an episode where Dean acts like a dog for half of it, they're in, Sam is immediately, they realize that a dog has been a witness to both murders, and Sam is immediately like, I know exactly what we have to do. <laughs> and it involves talking to dogs.
0: Oh, man.
1: And Dean is like, "I, you had me at hello, because I have a secret dog fetish. That's what I choose to believe. That's why Dean doesn't want any dogs because he's attracted to them and he doesn't want to act <sighs> on his side. Oh God.
0: Okay, I'll
1: stop. I'll stop talking. Someone else talk for a little bit. Uh,
0: so I really love, I did really like the visual gag of Dean acting like a dog after he took the potion. Like, and I love how, I mean, it wasn't like super subtle cause I caught onto it right away, but it, ju- it did feel very natural because it was just sam and dean having a conversation about their case sam throws a piece of trash into the garbage and like misses and then dean picks it up and gives it back to him like in the middle of the conversation yeah and it happens like three more times and i was just the whole time every time it happened i was just like oh this is so good like it could not have gotten better than that
1: um, I think the my favorite joke of the episode was at the end when the colonel was like, "I have to tell you the secret about dogs." We were placed here for a reason, and then Dean loses the ability to talk to him. Oh, them. yes, and then it never comes <laughs> also, up again.
0: <laughs> also, a great gag.
1: What about you, Ben? What'd you like?
2: I like that last one. The uh, honestly, Leslie Jones like coercing Sam into. Uh, just repeated belly rubs was kind of funny. Mm. And then also Sam just his hand cramping from rubbing the dog too much.
1: Yeah, like, that's fucking ridiculous. That
2: was ridiculous. And like, what was he doing to that dog?
1: Giving it a handy.
2: Apparently, this Jesus dog, Christ. This
1: episode is full of dog fucking. <laughs> full of it.
2: Shit. Oh, God.
0: But yeah, I... It was fun.
1: Yeah, I, I enjoyed this episode a whole lot. Um What else? Go into more.
0: Oh, what else? Um I mean, like just in general, I'm sure I've already said that I've I've just really enjoyed how ridiculous it was of an episode. Um I mean, I think like the mystery of trying to track down someone who's basically if you're looking at this in a procedural crime drama kind of way which this episode was definitely mm-hmm. big like procedural crime drama bones when you're it, it's basically like they were trying to track down a killer whose MO changes every time uh so that was interesting and then when you find out why it changes every time that's kind of like Oh, part of the twist. Um, but I, yeah, I just I, I liked the bones of this episode. It was mm-hmm. it was really nice. It's, um, ba- yeah.
1: It's based off of the very classic idea that like eating whatever gives you its strength, right? Yeah, you
0: you are what you eat.
1: Yeah. So if you eat the heart of a bear, you gain bear strength. And this episode takes it a little further by being like, if you eat. A chameleon's brain you get to turn into a like you get to blend into the walls and shit I, mm-hmm.
2: I do want to talk about that moment though like even if that man had turned the exact pattern of the wallpaper he would still be jutting out of the wall
0: oh yeah absolutely so clearly
1: <laughs> sam
2: is blind yeah. as fuck
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. Sam walked Sam down a hallway and was like, oh, very lumpy wallpaper, and just kept going. That yeah, is
0: true. Sam failed the perception check.
1: Oh, yeah. Sam rolled a one, like, on the perception check. Um. I will go ahead and say there were some moments that I did not like, particularly some jokes that I don't think landed uh, the pigeon scene,
0: yeah, the pigeon.
1: Where a pigeon tries to shit on or sit shits on the Impala yeah. was way too long and drawn out, and also very stupid.
0: Um, also the the dean freeing all the dogs from the pound scene. Yeah, it it just didn't it didn't hit the way that I could tell it was meant to. Yeah. Um, it was just very like. It was supposed to have this, like, prison break, rush, rush, rush the kind of thing. And it was just like, well, Dean just opens all the cages.
1: I will say accidental, dark, hilarious moment towards the end. Because all the dogs who are freed go and, and they're the ones who take down Chef Leo. Like, they kill and eat Chef Leo.
0: Oh, yeah. That was fantastic.
1: <laughs> but I don't care how many dogs you have. There was definitely evidence left behind. Also, um these two mysterious health inspectors come in to do a surprise inspection and then the head chef of your restaurant goes missing. So Sam and Dean are definitely on yet another fucking wash list. Oh, they also happen to look like the guys who were implicated in several murders and then mysteriously died a couple years ago. And have done so several fucking times. Um, also, all those dogs have to be put down now because they killed a human being. So,
0: yeah, yeah um
1: i don't that's the ending of the episode is all the dogs being put down like except for the colonel because i guess he's being hidden by that one vegan couple
0: that rolled doll conversation we were having earlier really came around didn't it it really did (laughs)
1: like
0: it It was horrifying
1: implied horrifying
0: horrifying but also still a nice
1: ending yep happy endings (laughs) For everyone except the dogs, who will all surely die, because they have—because that's what happens to dogs who attack humans, especially murder them, just like eat them, like eat their flesh. Like, is that fucking Yorkie escaping to the woods now to live a, a life of crime and outlawness?
0: Yeah, yeah. Outlaw dogs. Outlaw. This was actually this was actually a back to our pilot for the next CW show, Outlaw Dogs. Oh
1: my god. <laughs> Starring Leslie Jordan as the dog. <laughs> um. Okay, so let's talk about the vegan couple real quick because I have um feelings. I like feelings are mixed.
0: I liked the um anag- an acronym acronym for their uh like not peta not peta thing. Yeah, snart. It was very good.
1: Showing no animal rough treatment.
0: It was like they really um, They were really Trying to make it sound like something Yep I I wonder if they wanted It to be short and they wouldn't Like the producers wouldn't let them do that I bet it was but that was the case Yeah
1: Um, I have mixed feelings on them Because they kind of get that like very Classic uh, what is this 2014 2013 2013, I think back in 2013 the big thing to do was to shit on vegans
0: big time
1: i think i mean people still shit on vegans now but now lizzo's a vegan i don't know i think it's a little less um
0: people have chilled out now that vegan food looks more like meat
1: (laughs) yeah correct and good for them you know yeah um but yeah, so so there's some very like classic vegan jokes, like this couple owns a vegan bakery and they're the founders of Start. So they do things like tag the guy's shop and I don't know, Dean walks into the bakery and he's like, oh, vegan food is disgusting and gross. I hate it. Um, and then the guy like the guy who runs who co-runs the, their bakery with his wife offers him a flax seed scone that's like no sugar no flour vegan you know all that jazz
0: yeah okay just because something is vegan doesn't mean it doesn't have sugar in it
1: yeah a lot of times vegan foods have a lot of sugar and flour which is also vegan yeah
0: flour is vegan (laughs) yeah like just because someone's vegan doesn't mean they're gluten intolerant
1: here's what it is you know here's what it is uh flour has salmonella off of it and baking flour does cause animal suffering Technically salmonella is an animal <laughs> <sighs> So they can't use it It's a deep thought yeah, you, gotta, you gotta really get in there and think about also it Yeast is also
0: an organism Yeast is also La, da, 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 da.
1: I can't drink my own te- This is a fucking uh, Mike Kaplan joke But I can't drink my own tears Because technically they're a product of animal suffering <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
1: a Mike Kaplan oh, bit I think. Yeah, that's yeah a it's, good one. It's Mike Kaplan I think yeah. Um. But yeah, it, I. But at the end of the day, the characters—they're better than some vegan characters that we see because it turns out no, they did not murder anybody. Um. They just tagged the shop, die scum, to share him, to scare them, which is like still really fucked up. But they ended up getting maced, but actually like poisoned in the eyes by yeah. Chef Leo. And. They end up being, like, just kind of nice. They take they take the Colonel at the end.
0: Yeah. And
1: then threaten to feed him a vegan diet, which, no, that is... Don't yeah, do don't that. Don't do that. I don't know. I kind of liked him. Yeah, they were all right.
0: I mean, like, you know, corny vegan jokes aside, they, they, were, they were characters who survived this episode, that's for sure.
1: I think my favorite part is... Um, I mean, they still run PETA, but they seemed pretty down-to-earth for vegan characters on television. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't try to, I don't know, pressure Sam and Dean into giving up meat and eggs and cheese and stuff.
0: Yeah, they didn't make Sam try to drink breast milk or something.
1: Yeah, something like that. Um, they also... Uh, I-, I liked the moment, because earlier, when they walk into the shop... Um, Sam, when Sam and Dean walk into the shop, they're wearing sunglasses to cover up the damage to their eyes because they can't go to the cops because they would, you know, be found out that they were one at a crime scene and two, yeah. <laughs> t- like, tagging the crime scene where a guy just died. Um, but they're covering their eyes because their eyes have been damaged from the venom from the snake or from Chef Leo. And Dean walks into the shop and he's like, "You know who wears sunglasses indoors?" fine people, and douchebags. And then later at the end of their conversation, the woman's like, yeah, and now we have to wear sunglasses inside, like douchebags. And I was like, <laughs> alright. Very nice. That, yeah. by the way, is Jessica Harmon, who we have seen before.
0: Yeah! In the season two
1: um,
2: uh,
0: finale, right? Yep. Yep, she was one of the demon children. Yeah. Yeah. We also saw the uh, taxidermist he Oh played, really Yeah he played Foster in Bad Day at Black Rock Ah
1: okay Shit. Canada has like 10 actors And they've all been in Supernatural several times over They have yep. to be yeah. Um, what do you think the most horrifying episode, Moment of the episode is And why was it the cat being eaten
0: The cat being eaten was very unsettling. Yeah. (laughs) It was rough. Imagine being as high as that
2: dude was and then walking into that. Yeah. Right? That's gotta be fucking terrifying.
1: The guy who's, like, running the animal control desk when Chef Leo comes in is high as shit and mistakes Chef Leo for his pot dealer. Yeah. Again, I am just fascinated by the fact that Chef Leo is not only an evil British chef who lives in nowhere, Oklahoma, he also wears a cowboy hat everywhere, including when he is murdering people. Yeah,
0: you think he he wears, he dresses like a character from Fallout. Like,
1: yes, he does.
0: He's wearing a cowboy hat and like an all leather get up. Yep. Like, you can't get much more post-apocalyptic cowboy than that.
1: He 100% looks like a character who's like, why won't you stand still, punch punch? I'm taking all your money, punch punch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: But also, that kid and him apparently had like a long-standing agreement, because the kid has the throwaway line of, you told me you were from like like a perfume company or some shit. Cause like he slides them a hundred.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So I I think it's implied that that dude comes in to swallow cats like, on the rag, on the rag.
1: What could he possibly want from the cats?
2: Eyesight, nimbleness,
1: their, their slyness. Yeah. yeah. their inability to drink lactose, their
0: inability to feel. I think the thing I think the thing with him in general was that. He found out that doing this eating special animal parts thing was helping keep his cancer at bay mm. so i think I think that I think his backstory is at first he was just doing it to dogs and cats because he could get those at the pound
1: yeah
0: uh you know slip slip someone a hundred and walk out with a bag of cats. Mm. But then I think the thing is he basically, like, you know, lived long enough to become the villain because he started experimenting with exotic animals. Yeah. And that's when mm. he started getting a little cuckoo crazy. Yeah. You, you know, guys, uh, I'm not a doctor, but there's easier ways
2: to get pussy. But bow. Hey, Oh, my God.
1: Hey. hey, baby.
2: I'm here all week because <laughs> i'm on spotify oh, <laughs> let's go to a different club
0: <laughs>
2: uh... jesus also was he wearing orange leather or am i misremembering
0: it was like a really light coloration yeah like it wasn't it's like it was leather that wasn't stained or anything it was just like whatever neutral color it got tanned into yeah
1: oh can I talk about one moment I thought was kind of funny and also just kind of like further proof that Sam is becoming a himbo yeah well I don't know this isn't quite a himbo moment because I do understand his confusion but I also was just like Sam come on um so, uh, Sam, when Sam and Dean find out that Chef Leo, as the snake, twisted um the the murder victim in the beginning into or Max, this is his name, into a pretzel and then also spit venom, Sam was like, "That's." Weird. I mean, snakes can only usually do one or the other. Which, by the way, did not know. Very interested in verifying whether or not that's true. Sorry, I'm not willing to take just straight up animal facts from supernatural. <laughs> but I was like, Sam, baby, honey, it's fucking magic, right? Like, snakes also usually don't break into somebody's workshop and kill the author of taxidermying in the most ironic death in the series. Like, you know what I mean? That's not. It's not typically what happens with snakes. It's not... They're not magic. This snake is, kind of. He's also just a guy. Just a dude. Living his life. Following his dreams. I don't know. I'm kind of team Chef Leo did nothing wrong. No, that's not true. Uh, He definitely did many things wrong.
0: See, like, what I don't... I still don't understand what his motive for murder was...
1: Oh, they were just in his way.
0: Oh. that's See, bad reason.
1: Yeah, I agree. Very bad reason. It's the opposite of that one Brooklyn Nine-Nine at p- moment yeah, like, where cool, Jake is like, cool motive, still cool murder. Cool motive,
0: still murder. Now, yeah. bad motive. Definitely murder.
1: Definitely murder, and also very stupid. Okay. Um, so, from oh, a we quick...
2: Also, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. From a quick cursory Korra search... Uh, there's like a handful of snakes that can do both constrict and venom, but all oh. of them can do one or the other better. And often use that more than the other. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Do do, 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 The more you know.
1: Yeah. I fucking knew. I knew. That supernatural did not have it's fucking this is not Bill Nye the science guy I knew they didn't have it's super their animal facts on lock
2: now he did now Sam was right also mm. that dude wrote down on a card um he combined like a cobra and a constrictor there was oh, okay. a card that
0: had a boa and boa uh, and cobra on it so, the, so he did do both yeah yeah he did both to get both powers. To yeah. get
2: the
1: best of both worlds. Yeah, he did
2: combo number two, the snake special. He's
1: the, he's the Hannah Montana of yeah. eating animal parts to gain get, their strength.
2: Get you a snake boy that can do both.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, can we talk about um, how the episode ends?
2: Yeah, the murder. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, we've already kind of talked about how how Chef Leo dies, which is hoisted by his own doggy petard. Um, uh, kind are of. you talking
0: about the plot tie-in?
1: I am talking about the plot tie-in. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so basically <laughs> Sam is in a throwdown with Chef Leo, and Chef Leo like slices his neck open with his like chameleon claws or something yep and then uh basically zeke takes over for just a second to heal sam because sam is definitely about to die Mm -hmm. um and then chef leo is like oh but what is the most delicious animal but man. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Chef Leo
1: is basically like, What the fuck are you? And also, now I'm going to eat you.
0: Yeah. He's like, <sighs> I want to do that to the inside of my body. So yep. I'm going to eat you now.
1: Yep. Also, Zeke has um I can only be here to affect the plot in small ways, but the minute the minute I could end the episode I have to fuck off for literally no reason, disease. Yep. Uh because he could have very easily just killed Chef Leo cause Chef Leo, for all of his like mad is animal enhanced bullshit, is still just a human. Like if Dean had been able to hit him with a bullet, he would have died. Yeah. You know? There's no animal that's fucking bulletproof. So, Zeke could have absolutely wrapped this shit up, but then we wouldn't have gotten the last 20 minutes. So, yeah, so, uh, Zeke risks Sam's life by just fucking off, <laughs> disappearing. I guess the, I guess if I'm being generous, I would extend it and say that, like, Zeke is still very weak from the fall, so he can't, you know, he can't just do shit like, like, Heal Sam and take care of Chef Leo. But I think that's, I think what it really is, is the writers just wanted, uh, just wanted we, to have that last 20 minutes in the episode, which makes sense. I enjoyed that yeah. 20 minutes for the most part.
0: So. Well, I think what it is, is we are starting to get little slips of people, like uh, little slips of Zeke coming out. Mm-hmm. And Sam still being conscious around those moments. Yeah. So people are now asking him about, hey, what is going on with you? And Sam doesn't know. Um, so we are getting back into the Sam feels like he's going crazy yeah. situation because he doesn't know what's happening with his own body. Gee, doesn't that sound familiar? Hey, also,
1: um. super fucking fucked up. Um, also, this the writers of this episode also wrote, "You can't handle the truth," mm-hmm. um, which is the episode where like Sam finally soulless. Sam finally admits that he's soulless. So, uh, yeah, that the moment where Sam is like kind of questioning his you know what's going on with him and then the moment where sam admits that like he's soulless in that episode and that happened i don't know it kind of reminded me basically i can see the writers like writing you know what i mean they're both wrote those episodes i kind of see their like paw Mm -hmm. prints if you will all over it i'll stop anyways um (laughs) but yeah uh Dean has a moment this episode where he's basically like hey why would I ever lie to you or betray you this deeply I would never do that I'm your brother you can 100% trust me wink and it's yeah,
0: yeah me thinks the brother doth protest too much
1: <sighs> the gaslighting is un-fucking real this episode unreal I mean it's really just that scene but it's You know, it feels very like. How is Dean gonna get out of this one?
0: Oh boy, my guess is he's not. Except for they'll fight and then get lonely, (sighs) and then come back together.
1: God, I would love when we when we remake Supernatural. We should absolutely (laughs) um, have a therapist character. Fucking yeah, yeah. And like, actually, the characters go get therapy. That would be amazing.
0: What if hey, this may this may be out of line? Mm-hmm. But what if we had a whole arc where Sam and Dean were actually separated for more than half of an episode?
1: Impossible. Can't be done. What you're talking about is crazy.
0: It's impossible,
2: Travis.
1: You're insane. I tried.
0: All I can say is that I tried
1: You're flying too close to the sun Mm. Um Yeah So Any other thoughts On this episode
0: Uh no I think I I think I got all of the the ones that I Had out
2: Doggone it I think we covered it pretty good
1: Would you like To get into some Reviews
2: Sure Yeah
1: so this episode does have a lot of 10 out of 10 reviews, um, but it also has some pretty negative ones, hmm. which I'm not shocked to learn. I think this is a pretty polarizing episode. You're either going to love it or, or you're going to hate it. Right. And if you came on the show like post season five, I can see where you wouldn't enjoy this. I'm going to, as per usual, I'm going to read a low rated episode and a high rated episode. Or a high-rated, um...
2: Review. Review. There's some great low ones to choose from.
1: Yeah, I think I've got my favorite. Alright. Yet another piece of media that gives snakes a bad name. (laughs) Great. I'm speechless. When is this hate towards these innocent animals going to end? Whenever it's something fictional and involves snakes, they are always bad guys slash monsters. Honey, you're going to have to take it up with the Lord Creator himself, because that shit is as old as the goddamn fucking creation myth. Many don't even consider snakes animals. Like here, the taxidermist didn't even have any snakes, amongst stuffed animals. Mm
0: What a thing to complain about.
1: Nor snakes are communicated with in this episode as witnesses like other animals are. Because snakes are never victims, right? Because they're never killed by hunters and regular people. Nope, they're the aggressors who attack with no provocation whatsoever. Hence, they're always shown as monsters. At least this is what Hollywood is trying to tell you. Again, snakes are evil trope is way older than Hollywood. Whereas in real life, snakes try to stay away as far away from humans as possible and only defend themselves when they feel cornered and pretty much never act aggressively. Um While here, the only snake is character is killing people and adorable kitties. What a monster, right? With Hollywood pumping this much effort into making people hate snakes, it's no wonder that even those who never encountered a snake in his life and knows nothing about them despises them. Like, it wasn't bad enough. They're like, there. it wasn't bad stuff about... Bh Sorry. Like it wasn't enough bad stuff about snakes in the show Like the cut the head off the snake When they're talking about killing a demon leader They keep adding more and more of this stuff Would be a decent episode If it wasn't another snake hate creation One out of ten
0: Wow (laughs) What a very specific complaint Yeah
1: (laughs) To be fair to this reviewer Snakes are not evil They are very cute animals Mm Hmm. And are fine, and are misunderstood, and there's nothing wrong with them.
0: Yeah, mm. I mean you you pick your battles, don't you? Yep. <laughs> you really All right, do. and
1: I'm going to read a short one for the high episode because, as you can see, I am uh, still sick and still coughing. So, here's a ten out of ten. Great episode. Dean is truly in his element, and the colonel is great. The boys should take him home. Dog tastic. 10 out of 10.
0: Wow. <laughs> I Trav- love it quick to the point easy. Yeah,
2: Travis, you don't have these pulled up, right?
0: <coughs> no, I do not.
2: All right, I'm going to read a short one, and I want you to guess from 1 to 10 what you think they rated this episode. Are you ready? Okay, the, I'm ready. The, I'm ready. The title of the review is called Unsure. Oh god. Not for me, not one of my favorites, but it was fun. What do you think it was? Their rating one to ten.
0: Eight out of ten.
2: Oh, I will s I will give you this hint. Zero out of seven people found this helpful.
0: Oh god. Oh what? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> is it a two? You're closer. Hella warm. It is a
2: three out of ten. Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: Read then what? read the one right above it and have uh, Travis guess how much oh, it is.
2: So I have this sorted by helpfulness <laughs> uh, oh, <okay>. right away <laughs> down. So let me find it right quick.
1: It's titled, uh, it's the Dana JS 24 one. We've, we've read some of their reviews oh, before.
2: The one entitled not a huge fan.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: All right. Let's see. Oh, the, Don't
1: tell Travis what it is. But. All right.
2: Just read it and guess. Yeah. All right. Travis from one to 10. What do you think the following was rated? This one was an interesting episode. I really liked that they explored another magic route with the shaman in this one. But I despised the Dean talking to dogs and animals. Dean was funny, the animals were the exact opposite, and then some. I know it's gimmicky, but the animals needed to actually look like they were talking. Also, why was this shaman caught raiding a taxidermist place after he had all of these rare animals in his fridge? Seems like he was going... Going the wrong direction with the whole thing. More questions from Sam's point of view about Ezekiel stuff, and it's getting a little silly how he hasn't come up with any theories on why this is. Good point. What do you think that was a rating? Wait, what do you think they rated the episode?
0: Oh boy. Um...
1: One
2: out of twenty-two people found this helpful. I know this doesn't help you, it's just hilarious to me.
0: I'm going to say 4 out of 10. Nope, double it. Really? They rated it a fucking 8 out of 10
2: after saying not a huge fan and pointing out a bunch of flaws. That is just wow. wild. I mean, it's a fun episode, so I, I I kind of see it. But I would see this review being more of like a 6 or a 7.
1: I was going to say, if I personally was going to review it, I'd probably give it like a 7.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: a I'd, I'd give it around that. I would
2: give yeah. it a 6.9 because it was a nice episode. Oh
1: my God. Nice. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> <yeah>. uh.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, real quick. Dolly Parton gets a shout out this episode, as Dude. does the Dixie Stampede.
0: Yeah, which apparently has a location in Missouri somewhere.
1: Yeah, Branson. Which,
0: which was news to me because I thought the only uh, one was in Dollywood.
1: So I've been to Branson before, and Branson is like the pigeon forge of,
0: uh, of
1: Missouri. Gotcha. So it does make sense.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
1: Uh, for those of you who are blessed enough not to know, the Dixie Spanpeed is a I've never been, but it's a dinner and show restaurant, and the show is like Civil War stuff.
0: No, uh, I don't. I didn't. When I went, it wasn't Civil War stuff. It was like a rodeo, basically. Okay,
1: maybe I was assuming because it's called Dixie.
0: No, yeah, it's basically it's medieval times, but it's cowboys.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Kevin, Kevin went
0: instead of like instead of like a whole chicken. (laughs) To eat with your bare hands, you get, like, cornbread and beans or whatever.
1: Kevin... That sounds like a flatulent crowd.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. The reason why Kevin was not in the last episode is because he was in Branson. and this episode, he wasn't in it because he was recovering from being in Branson. And honestly, the fact that Kevin, 18 years old, maybe 19 at most, just, you know... A, a, a millennial, like a young millennial guy, yeah. decided that he wanted to spend. He, find, he finds out that his mom is probably dead, killed by Crowley. He's been under an incredible amount of stress. He's the prophet of the Lord, he's being hunted down all the time, and he decides that he's going to go vacation in Branson, Missouri. That is just such an interesting, like, little character note. Mm hmm. Just so, so strange. And I'm just... I just... I want to know more about Kevin, the the guy who just loves Dolly Parton, you know?
2: <laughs> I mean, I kind of see um, him just, like, needing somewhere low-key to go for on vacation. And I bet, like, Branson Dean was like is. Branson.
1: Dean did him dirty because Branson is the opposite of low-key. Again, mm-hmm. it is the... Pigeon
2: Forge of the South. Yeah. Or the Pigeon Forge yeah. of like Missouri. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, Pigeon Forge of the Missouri.
0: Just as like a little point of reference, if this is taking place in actual November 2013, I was 20 in November of 2013 and we met Kevin in 2010 3 years ago in season 6. Mm-hmm. So it kind of tracks that he would be, I don't know, 2021 ish. Oh, okay. By this oh, time. Oh,
1: yeah. I guess if he's getting drunk in Branson, he's probably 21. Or or just has, an, you know, a, a fake ID, but. Yeah. He's probably like 21. Yeah. Just a little baby. Mm hmm. <laughs> I say now that I'm 30.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, um. Yeah, I think that's it for me. I just wanted to say, yay, Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis, the next episode is called Heaven Can't Wait. What is it about?
0: Heaven Can't Wait. Um, Sam and Dean find out. This is big. Big for this part of the season. Sam and Dean find out they find a secret door into heaven but it has one of those uh, I'm sorry we're closed we'll return at three o'clock signs on the door so they just have to sit around and wait for three o'clock
1: Ben and I are looking at each other
2: we are like <laughs> through space and time and then we we're are staring at, at each other
0: <laughs> Yeah, Back and and we're not saying anything. Yeah.
1: Uh. I don't know if that's going to happen, but if it does, we'll talk about it next week on Hey Assbutt. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, you can check out our website, Habcast.com, where you can find links to all of our social media, including our Instagram and Twitter at Habcast, and our Facebook, Hey But a Supernatural podcast. Uh, you can also find a link to our patreon patreon.com slash where you can find the other show we do just for three dollars a month that's lsa or let's shag gas the show where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are in fact not supernatural um also for as low as one dollar a month you can join our discord come say hi uh it's a great place um yeah it's super yeah. fun
0: mm just join be part of the be part of the action you'll get little like you know snippets from me like if I'm making the like I, I recently I, I recorded little um, snippets uh, of the outro music that mm-hmm. the discord people got to hear early and give some feedback on and uh, you just get to see all the fun little stuff that we get up to
1: um, someone shared fanfic in there recently, which I'm very yeah, excited that's to right. read their suggestion. I just saw it today, so Damn. thank you for that. I think last episode I was like, give me Supernatural fanfic that's not Destiel focused. <laughs> and they provided. And they provided indeed.
2: Yeah, we talked so. about food, we talked about Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, we talked about cursed shit. I mostly do that. Yeah, um, I'm sorry.
0: I, I took a picture of me making pickles the other day. Damn.
1: Yeah. So... All right, well, thanks so much for listening. Until next time, have fun.
0: And don't die. Bye.